Good evening, y'all. You're truly Dr. Barry Pierre. I am excited. Year is 2024. This is the first episode of our live sessions with your truly Real Physician Reacts, Dr. Barry. This is where we come every Thursday evenings to talk something health-wise, whatever's on our mind. And because you know we're just kind of getting through the holiday season, some of some of our kids across the country are going back to school. I'm in Palm Beach County, so they're not they're not in school until next week, right? Because they didn't get out till like almost like almost like the day before Christmas. It was like kind of close. Um, so I know we're kind of getting out of the holiday spirit, right? So, but because we're getting out of the holiday spirit, like I still think. As we're moving into 2024, we can't forget about issues that are still going on, right? So we still got one of our big, the viruses, right? The cold, flu, and I, I have to add the word COVID, right? So it's cold, flu, and COVID season is still into effect, right? And this isn't one of these lives where we're going to be kind of talking about treatment courses and everything. Like, I got plenty of videos and lives that just do that if you that's the question you got. Right. I'm just trying to figure out, all right, what are we doing to like try to keep ourselves from getting sick? Right. That's my question tonight. Like, what are y'all doing out here to keep yourselves keep? Oh, hey, y'all doing. What are you guys doing to keep yourselves from not getting sick during this cold and flu season? Or more importantly, what have you already done? Right. Like, what have you been doing? Have you been staying away? Have you been wearing your mask? Uh, of course, you know, y'all know me. I'm team Vax. Right. Have you been vaccinated? Have you been boosting yourselves? Right. Because I think that's more important. Right. Like this article came from CNN. Um, let's let's give some highlights. I want to give some highlights just so y'all know that these viruses are still here to play. Um, just let's, let's give some quick numbers, because I think especially especially when it comes to just kind of COVID and COVID in general, just getting sick. I think a lot of times we will operate in a little bubble. Like, because I'm not personally affected or someone I know directly isn't personally affected, we think everything is all good, right? But in reality, like, it's still kicking butt out here, right? So these were the numbers, right? And this was on the week of, looks like towards the tail end, right before Christmas started, right before, you know, the flights and everyone was landing to go see all the family members. These were the numbers. Um, there were 29,000 patients, and this was just this week, that the week of, 29,000 patients submitted with covid 15,000 admitted with flu um, and thousands more admitted with RSV, right? So when we talk about cold, flu, and COVID season, these are the viruses I'm talking about. Before, we never used to call RSV, like when we just say cold and flu, when we were saying cold, we were referencing RSV virus. Um, but again, like now, RSV has done such a number, especially to our kids and our older population that like we're making sure we we give it is just due and we're not just kind of brushing it off and say, oh, just a cold. No, no, no. RSV. So 29,000 admitted with COVID, 15,000 admitted with the flu and thousands more with, admitted with RSV. And I tell people all the time, right, because I know a lot of times that gets kind of lost before COVID, right, which again, seems like forever, Seems like forever. Before COVID, when we used to have cold and flu season, those two viruses were the ones that were kicking our butt. Like we were getting our butts kicked by the cold and flu. Our we were our hospitals were filling up like by the boatloads due to cold and flu. And then COVID came and just took it to the one thousandth degree, right? That it just is what it is, right? So we have now a three ring circus of viruses that we have to deal with. 
even though, and I, I got to talk to my healthcare folks out here, right? Even though for some reason y'all keep y'all keep sending patients to get antibiotics, like we know, like nine, I don't want to say nine, we'll say eight times out of ten. If you pick up a respiratory virus during the season, it's likely going to be viral. But we keep sending our patients to get some antibiotics because we know mentally if they get the antibiotics, once they start feeling better, they'll assume that it was due to antibiotics. Hold another discussion. We don't need to go there as far as this antimicrobial issues. But like, it just is what it is. As I said, my entire family had chills, fever, cough, stuffy nose, testing negative. Yeah, everything. And that's the thing, especially when it comes to viruses. Right. You're going to get a lot of, oh, my God, I think it's this. I think it's that. And then I swab and it's none of those. Right. Especially because first and for a lot of unless you go to the hospital, a lot of people aren't really readily swabbing for RSV. That's not a, a ready made test to swab for. And then depending on when uh, you get swabbed, right, like you may not even though you might have had everything under the sun related to the flu, it don't pick up as the flu. Right. So like this and this is the problem with the viruses, right? The viruses play a dirty game. They play a dirty game. They give you all the signs and symptoms of a disease. And you're like, oh, I know it's this disease right here. And then you go to swab and it's nothing. Right. And then you have someone like me being like, well, like I can give you these antibiotics, but I don't really think it's going to do anything. Right. Like I could do it, but I don't really think it's going to do something. And nobody wants to hear that. Like if you go to the urgent care. If you go to the emergency room, if you go to your primary care's office and you're coming with these cold flu symptoms, you want some medication to leave here. You want some piece of paper to leave here to say, my doctor gave me this and I'm going to get better. Right. Even if we tell you like, hey, probably after about seven to 10 days, you'll likely get better. You probably won't need anything, you know, just sleep and everything else. You want that piece of paper saying, I got a Z pack, I got some amoxicillin, I got some augmenting. You I want I got something and like I'm good to go, right? But again, we again we're not gonna talk about that, right? I want us, right, to focus on the fact that yes, cold flu COVID season is here. Um, yes, it's going to cause a lot of illnesses, yes, it's gonna cause a lot of hospitalizations, but what are we doing? Uh, for ourselves to protect it, right? Because again, we, we again, we, I'll sound like a broken record, right? We know the things that we need to do um, from a, let's just say a cold and flu season standpoint is obviously, you know, wearing your mask uh, if you can, social distancing if you can, washing your hands if you can. It sounds wild. It sounds wild, but you'd be surprised how, you know, a lot of people, y'all probably, y'all know these people, they cough, they sneeze, boom, boom, boom. Then they touch the wall, they touch the doorknob, and then you touch it, and then you rub your face. Like, we know, like, how a lot of that transfer goes by. Um, of course, obviously, with COVID and, you know, the air, you know, in the airways, um, you know, that's what we kind of mentioned, kind of the, you know, staying away, social distancing, wearing masks as much as you can. Um, but there's a lot of people, right, who, like, they've done all those things, right, and they still want some tips on how to try to avoid it. One thing I, I say first and foremost, right, because I know a lot of people especially in these past couple of years, swear that all we like all we as healthcare like will push is, you know, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Even I do. Um, but there's so many different options. When one, I tell you the amount the, of people who don't get enough sleep. Right. There's a lot of y'all who aren't sleeping well enough for your bodies to recharge on their own to fight these viruses and these bacterial bugs that we have to deal with on a day to day basis. Right. So you got to get sleep. 
Now, unfortunately, a lot of you aren't getting a, the sleep that you need until you get sick. Like you get like, man, I'm tired. I'm going to And then your, your family member is like, hold on, you're, you're sleeping right now. You're taking a nap. You never take a nap. Right. And they know that. And they're like, oh, yeah, you must not be feeling good. Like you ask my wife if she sees me like sleeping or taking like a nap. She's like, oh, you must not be feeling well because you don't take naps. Like she just knows like that's uh, the case at hand. Um, so definitely getting your sleep in. Extremely important. Getting your sleep in. I'm a big staying hydrated. Gotta stay hydrated. Whether you're drinking water, whether you're drinking juices, whether you're drinking your smoothies, staying hydrated is going to be extremely important because we are going to need our bodies to operate at its most efficient manner possible before we run into these viruses. Like before I run into COVID, before I run into the flu, before I run into RSV, I need my body to try to operate as much as possible. So that means I got to sleep well. I got to stay hydrated. I got to make sure my nutrition is running up. Like I got to make sure all of these things are at its peak top shape so that when I do run into, because the likelihood that you will is high. Again, the numbers I read, 29,000. This was a one week span, 29,000 admitted for COVID, 15,000 admitted for the flu. Um, thousands more have been for RSV. That was just in one week span across the country. Those numbers are only going to go up as traveling goes up, as people are flying. Y'all know no one's wearing no one's wearing a mask anymore uh, when it goes to flights and everything. So that, that that bug is spreading everywhere. So we have to do the things. And, you know, I see people here mentioning gym and stuff like that. One hundred percent. Right. Like we have to do these things to try to protect ourselves, to make sure we are as functional as possible. Now, I know there's I have a lot of uh, patients and I, I take care of a lot of patients in a rehab and long term care centers. Right. So they're big on their vitamins. Right. Like and I'm not the vitamin expert. I will tell you right now, I'm not the vitamin expert. I follow a lot of people who do it, um, but I'm not like the vitamin expert. But like they're big on and, and it really just goes back to being optimal cells because we we don't have a great, you know, nutritional balance to ourselves. We tend to need to get, you know, vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C, zinc, thiamine, magnesium. We tend to need to get those things because we're not typically getting them. In our diets just because of the way our diets are set up. There's really nothing we can do about it, but it just it just is what it is. So yeah, so you got your nutrition, right? You got your vitamins, you got your, your your hydration, right? And then once you do all those things there, right, this is when you start kind of like, all right, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna protect myself? How am I gonna recognize like like am I dealing with some of the symptoms, right? If you go look look at some of my comments, you've seen some of the people mention like I've had cough, I've had cold, I've had chills, right? All of these things kind of wrapped into one sound like the same disease. Even though COVID could cause that, the flu can cause that, RSV can cause that. Now there's some differences. Now, there's some differences, especially when we talk about COVID. We know COVID tends to have significant higher fevers, body aches and chills, extreme weakness, like profound weakness, like you done ran 10 miles, but you ain't go nowhere, right? We know COVID can cause that um, on top of the other issues. Uh, we know the flu typically is associated with myalgias, which is like body aches, body pain, um, you get very dehydrated, you're not eating, you're burning up, your temperature regulation is completely off. We know all of these things here, right, can play a factor, right, especially with the the, um, the, the flu in general. And I told people about the flu. I told people before this flu season occurred, let me get something. I told people before the flu season occurred, y'all better put some respect on the flu. 
because a lot of people, uh, a lot of people kind of shoot, shoot it, right? Because COVID was getting, you know, the banner, right? COVID was getting all of the highlights. A lot of people kind of played games and acted like the flu wasn't like a big dog until COVID came around. But the flu is still the flu. You, you see the numbers here. Um, this, this is just for, uh, from CDC estimates, right? CDC estimates that there have been more than 7 million illnesses, 73,000 hospitalizations, and 4,500 deaths associated with just the flu. Associated with just the flu. So again, we, and, and again, what, what happens, right? Because, you know, let's say we didn't do those things, right? We weren't really hydrated. We're not getting our sleep. We're not getting our nutrition well. And... We're not getting vaccinated, right? We're not wearing masks. We're not social distancing. Now the flu, who a lot of you have probably have not came in contact with for years, is coming with a vengeance, right? Like that's what the flu is doing uh, to a lot of people. And a lot of our treatment, whether it be for COVID, whether it be for RSV, whether it be for um, the flu, is either tied into like, hey, let me try to shorten your symptoms, Right. Let me try to make it so that instead of you having a two week duration of this flu, maybe I could drop it down to like a week or decrease the 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 the, the veracity of it. So instead of it going from one to ten, maybe it only goes from one to five or in the, the, the setting of vaccines and producing um, boosters and wearing masks, trying to prevent it, right? Like those are our options, right? That's the op that's the option for most diseases, but those are our options that we have for these bugs. But you, no one feels good, right? If anyone's had a cold or flu, look at my comments. People who've had the cold and flu and COVID, they, they don't feel good going through this, right? They don't want to have to go through four or five days of dealing uh, with this, you know, disease, right? Someone said people need to start wearing masks again. Now, and that's the thing, because of cold and flu season, you're seeing these hospitals that used to relax some of their rules are bringing some of those rules back. Now, again, if y'all been following me, y'all, I already told y'all that that was going to happen. I already said that, like, all right, that's cool that when it's not cold and flu season that y'all can go back to not wearing masks. But I can tell you, once cold and flu season come around, those same hospitals are going to tell you, don't come back into this facility without a mask on. Like, and that's what's happening, which, again, we, we already knew that. We, because it just is what it is, right? These, because these hospitals are not dumb. These hospitals don't want to get overran. So that's why I'm big on like, how do we, how do we like force, you know, protect ourselves in dealing with the symptoms? How do we try to prevent it before it happening? And if it does happen, how do we make sure we get the treatment course available, right? Because again, I don't want anyone to end up hospitalized. I definitely don't want no one to, you know, end up, you know, dying from COVID you know, flu and RSV, even though some people invariably will, right? Because again, these are significant respiratory diseases um, that we have to deal with, right? So let me let me get to the comments, right? Let me get to some of their comments. I saw, saw a lot of great questions. We will definitely get to those. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, a lot of great comments. Appreciate everyone for liking and joining and sharing. Uh, much appreciated. Much love. Again, someone said, it's, if CNN reporting is probably fake. Oh, man, we got we got one. Of, we got a couple of those on the live tonight, right? Like, I don't well, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what's. Well, I know what CNN did to y'all. It's not what CNN did to y'all. It's because that one president like said CNN was fake news and then y'all kind of ran with it. But it is what it is. Right. So someone said, what is this dry cough going around? Yeah, no, what's, what's happening now? Especially with a lot of these viral bugs, like they're they're not they're like let's I don't want to say they're like kissing cousins, right? And a lot of their symptoms 
like are kind of interchangeable. So when you deal with a viral infection and they and it starts affecting the lungs and it starts kind of damaging the lungs where it causes inflammatory reaction um, and a reaction from the infection, you get a lot of that dry cough, which is essentially like like in, in your airways, it's kind of dry, it's kind of raspy, it's kind of tight, it's inflamed. And just you trying, your, your body's trying to clear it up, but there's nothing to clear up. Right. And this is the one of the biggest differences when I think about like bacterial infections. Typically, and again, this isn't like 100 percent, but just in a, you know, when, when I talk to my residents and medical students, I try to give them an idea. Typically, when you have a bacterial infection, you get like consolidation, you get infiltrate, you get stuff that start ugh, coming up. Right. So you get that what we call productive cough. A lot of times your viral infections will leave you with dry, hazy, wheezing. But the cough is kind of dry. There's really nothing that's like, you know, brewing there for your lungs to kind of sweep up out of your lungs and get it out. Right. When we have a productive cough, that's a consolidation in your lungs, trying to clear up the lungs and get that stuff out of there. Typically, viral causes such an inflammatory reaction that it's a lot of just dry cough, like shortness of breath, you know, weakness. But it doesn't give you that like consolidation. Right. Again, it's not 100 percent, but that's kind of like a stark difference. So typically when I'm talking to patients and they're trying to get antibiotics from me, I'm asking questions to figure out, like, all right, am I dealing with something that's causing more of a cough, uh, discomfort, pain, shortness of breath? Am I dealing with something that's like raspy, almost like post-nasal drippy, um, you know, stuff that's coming up every time you sneeze or like that's where I try to like lean when I'm thinking about am I going to do uh, antibiotics or not? Uh, someone said Democrats are rampant. <laughs> Democrats are ramping up masking and COVID going to the collection. The Trump is leading full lockdowns. Oh, that's too funny. No, I, I I can assure you we're not we're not doing that, right? Like it, again, it makes no sense in the world, right? But it's an election year, so I know y'all the conspiracy theories uh, will uh, run around. Uh, so I said people were coughing and stuff in the gym and dip. Yeah, like and, you know, shout out to my gym folks, right? Because again, hopefully I don't remember. There was a time when we were talking about the monkeypox virus. And the gym folks were like the cleanest folks in the world because they were I mean, I'm pretty sure the Planet Fitnesses, the L.A., you know, fitnesses or all those all those fitness gyms were like running out of cleaner solution like weekly because everybody was spraying down and wiping down everything just to make sure they don't have monkeypox. But, you know, now that monkeypox really isn't that thing no more. Right. They just. They just cough, they talk, they wipe. No one's wiping down their, their weights anymore, their exercise you know, um, machines anymore. They just go to the next, go to the next, go to the next, right? We shout out to the gym folks. But yeah, no, the gym gym folks will definitely do that, <laughs> for sure. Uh, and someone says, uh, oh yeah, I've been, uh, someone said my family been sick for two weeks. Now my girls have flu and strep. Yeah, and this, now this is the thing, right? And because and flu, right, viral strep and bacterial. What typically happens with viral infections, right? And the reason why I don't I don't fault my colleagues when they do treat with some antibiotics is that if you develop a viral infection and it's significant enough, you know what it does? It knocks down your immune system long enough for guess what to happen. Now that bacterial bug comes in there, right? So before you are fighting with a virus, you were dealing with the virus. You were putting up a good fight. You were getting your sleep. You were drinking juice. You were wearing your mask. But it lowered your defenses low enough for a bacterial bug like strep to occur. And a lot of kids are getting RSV and strep. 
right? Strep is a strep is a big one because strep strep isn't one of those things where I can just you know you know orange juice you and Nyquil you and you're good to go. Like you you need some antibiotics to deal with strep. And strep for you know again I'm not a pediatrician, but typically the the raspiness, the the very very sore throat, can't eat, can't drink, really kind of cherry uh, you know throat is typically kind of a presentation. And it's a quick swab that they do in the hospital in your pediatrician's office for it. Uh, from that standpoint, there. Let's see. Some say, well, are we falling for it again? No, we're not falling. Again, and, and <laughs> Lightning Rod said, we're falling in for it again. No, no, no. This is just cold and flu season, right? And again, and I think this is where, like, the conspiracy theorists always get us, like, weirded out. Like, from October to about February is cold and flu season. Like, it's been cold and flu season for as long as I can remember. So when you see us talking about virus and, you know, respiratory issues, and we're usually going to talk about it during cold and flu season. Now, the thing with COVID is that COVID also flares up during the summer, right? So I'm not necessarily talking about cold and flu during the summertime. I'm typically typically only talking about COVID. But if, if it's cold and flu season, right, this is this is when cold and flu season occurs, right? And again, and some people may be asking, like, why? What typically happens, and again, this is just more, you know, more scientific, you know, Education, y'all, y'all don't really know, need to know this. It's not really important. But what typically happens uh, during, uh, you know, cold and flu season, right? During when it's typically cold weather, um, when you have respiratory viruses, let's say, and again, I'm just spitballing. This is not factual um, as far as specific timing. But let's say normally when you're coughing and the respiratory droplets, let's say it takes, you know, one minute. Let's say it takes one minute to go in the air and then fall to the ground, not cause any problems. The issue that occurs is that when cold and fluid, aka when it gets colder, you typically have that cold weather that actually causes those respiratory droplets to stay in the air longer. So what used to take a minute to stay in the air and then drop now takes, you know, five minutes, right? So now, like, you're five times at a risk to spread this respiratory virus just because it happens to be cold and flu season. What also happens during cold and flu season? Holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Eve. Like, so all of a sudden, now everyone's closer, right? So now, so now is my respiratory droplets stay in the air longer. No one's wearing a mask. No one's really washing their hands. No one's sanitizing, Right. And because it's staying in the air longer, because it's typically a little bit colder. Boom. All of a sudden now uh, you have an increased risk of kind of picking up uh, the disease. So that's why it's kind of cold and flu season. That's why it typically picks up during, quote unquote, cold and flu season during kind of this winter time because of the proximity, temperature changes and everything else that kind of adds to it. Let's see. So how do I keep my uh, school age children from getting sick? You know, I think the biggest thing for kids and what it's really is. Because, you know, you can't social distance them. Kids not social distancing. That ain't happening. Right. But, you know, making sure they're washing their hands, making sure they're trying to sanitize as much as possible. I think those would be the big the two biggest things you can do for them on top of obviously, you know, getting them vaccinated and everything else, which unfortunately, unfortunately, um, this uh, this this uh, this article is actually a pretty good one because it kind of mentioned that we're not doing a very good job at our vaccination rates, which isn't surprising. I think so many people. Because of misinformation, disinformation um, have, you know, been sour to the fact that they should protect themselves from vaccine. So this article says just 19 percent of adults and 8 percent of children have gotten the latest COVID vaccine. 17 percent of adults 60 or older um, have gotten a new RSV vaccine and less than half of adults and children have gotten the flu vaccine. Right. So, again, we're not having the best rates of vaccination. Now, mind you, it's not like we used to have 100 percent before, like. Pre-COVID, 
Like when I would be on here saying, hey, you guys should get your flu shot, get your flu shot. It's not like 100% of people were getting RSV or flu shots anyway. So I'm not shocked that we're not getting these crazy numbers like 90%. That's not, that don't shock me. But it adds to the fact that more people may get it because the protection isn't there. So if kids, you know, you, you can try to protect, you know, while it's there, right? Because, you know, kids full of energy, they're typically sleeping well. Uh, they're typically, you know, getting their nutrition, drinking juices and everything else. Um, but they touching everything. They're touching everything. They're sneezing on everything. They're wiping their mouths. They're wiping their hands. They're rubbing their eyes. Kids are tough, right? I got three of them. When one of them gets sick, it's just a ticking time bomb to the whole house uh, get sick. But those are usually the big things. Just try to get them to sanitize as much as possible. My, my, my One of my kids is like a germaphobe. So she'll if I tell her, hey, you got to hand sanitize every day after lunch and then wash your hand, she's going to do that. My other kids, my twins, a whole, whole different discussion. <laughs> uh, someone said I have the flu, the OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah the flu's the OG. OG, OG virus is here. Right. It's and it's been hearing a lot of people talk about like COVID this, COVID that and that and disrespecting it. And like, lo and behold, uh, we are here. Um, I have a flu and can't shake not uh, uh, can't shake not having COVID. Yeah, no, this true. Oh, I love this. Right? Chris, Chris says uh, antioxidants, vitamin D, fluids, uh, vitamin C, vitamin E together. Uh, definitely have this like uh, synergistic uh, approach of meaning that they work together to help kind of build your immune system. Again, a lot of people, because their nutrition isn't where it needs to be, needs to be getting vitamins, right? Ask your doctors. I can, I'll be honest. I'll be the first one to tell you, your medical doctors may not be the best people to ask about vitamins and nutrients, because I can tell you, I had one class in medical school, which is now, let me see, this is 2024, let me see, 2007 to 11. So 2009, 15 years ago, I had one class for vitamins, nutrients, and all this other stuff, right? And I took that test two weeks later, and I ain't have to worry about it since, right? So your medical doctors, right, may not be the best people to ask. Like, there's a, I know there's a lot of creators. There's actually this one creator. I think he does like commercials now. Like he, he be talking about some weird, like turmeric and all. Like, like he's on a different level. I wish I knew his at name because I would just tell you his at name, but. You might, you might have, uh, maybe because I'm, I'm a health wise, so I'm seeing his uh, TikTok ads. Uh, but he's always talking about different like nutrients and ashwagandha, whatever that thing is, right? Um, the doctors may not be the best, right? But yeah, I definitely agree with your, your typical vitamin D's, fluids, vitamin C, vitamin E, good sleep, get get the stress. I love it. Uh, so I'm talking about wellness formula capsules. I don't know about those. Uh, but let's see. Here's someone saying, "Yeah, oh, a lot of y'all really don't like CNN. I, I hate that for y'all. Because right? if y'all don't like CNN, I would love to know which news um, source I do like. I'm pretty sure I have an idea, uh, but I would love to know what news source uh, y'all do like. Uh, I've been sick for six weeks this season. Cold after cold after cold. Yeah, no, yeah. And this is the thing um, because and and we talk about we talk about boosters when we talk a lot about COVID, right? But when we talk about the flu vaccine. Every year, a new flu vaccine is just a flu booster to the most you know, recent variant of the flu virus that we know of. So you have a cold virus that because it, of how it can mutate and how quickly it can mutate. Now, fortunately, 
we're knocking on wood. Fortunately, it doesn't do the significant damage that the COVID does, that flu does. So you don't typically have, you know, vaccines come out every single year specifically for RSV, specifically for this amount of strains. You don't have that. So typically we have to kind of deal with the multiple strains that we can deal with when dealing with said infection, right? It, it, it'd be strain after strain after strain hitting us. And we just, every time we seem like we're turning a corner, it hits us again, it hits us again. And then again, it lowers our defenses low enough. So now boom, here come the flu, here come cold, here come a bacterial infection, right? Like that's that's really the unfortunate cycle that a lot of people uh, face themselves. Uh, someone said going through COVID right now, hope you are feeling better. Um, yeah, people definitely need to start wearing a mask. Uh, especially, especially if you, if you already know that your, your immune system, like we used to call these people sickly, right? And again, it's not a medical term, right? But if you know you're sickly, right? Like every time, you know, someone in the house gets sick, you get sick. Every time cold and flu season happens, you get sick. Like if you just kind of know that, right? Like you have to do a little bit extra to protect yourselves. Cause if you look on across social media, uh, people are not going to be doing, you no know, favors, We'll just be honest. People are not doing you no favors out here um, in trying to protect you, right? So you got to like take it in your own hands, protect yourself. Uh, again, that becomes wear masks. Uh, and again, like even even the cloth now, again, you'll hear a lot of people say, oh, the cloth mask don't do nothing for COVID. Okay, that's cool. But it does a lot for RSV and flu, right? So like it's two, like two out of three it does a lot for. Hand sanitizing does a lot for, right? Social distancing does a lot for, right? So there's different ways you can kind of placate. I'm not telling you to stay in the house. Y'all know, again, if you follow me, you know I am team, you know, socialite, like, and pro, I guess pro socialite. I'm not actually, I'm a homebody. I like being home. But I understand people can't be home, don't want to be home, don't want to be near friends, family, don't want to be alone. They got to be out there. I understand that. Uh, and because that's the case, I understand that you might just have to go out, right? And that you got to live your life, right? So if you're going to live your life, try to protect yourselves because you have to assume that everyone else isn't trying to protect you, right? That's that's typically uh, that's typically where it goes uh, all, all day from there. Let's see here. Uh, no, it is not too late to get the flu shot. I would definitely recommend trying to go to like a health clinic or somewhere uh, where, especially if you don't have insurance because it uh, may be free. Because uh, a lot of these, a lot of these health uh, clinics and, you know, things can give it to you free because again, you know, again, this, that's, this, we, we'll talk a little bit about the business side of medicine. The business side of medicine is about getting money, right? They do extremely well when you guys get sick. I do extremely well when you get sick, right? When I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a position where I'm going to have a job forever. Why? Because like I take care of sick people, right? And medicine and unfortunately a lot of industries benefit from you guys being sick, right? The, you know, the vitamin industry, right, benefits from you guys not having good, adequate nutrition, right? The nutri vitamin nutrition and everything from that pers perspective there, right? Hospitals benefit from you guys, you know, being sick and having to come here, right, to get taken care of, right? So there's a lot of people who do well when you guys are sick, right? So you, uh, your, your job, I always tell my patient, their job is to try to bankrupt the, the hospitals and everything else, right? Because, you know, they're going to do well when you get sick, right? And even when it comes to protective measures like getting vaccinated, whether you're trying to get vaccinated with the flu, COVID, RSV, like someone's going to make some money from that. And if you're if you're not insured or you're underinsured, 
it can cost you to stay healthy. Like, I think that's unfortunate. We, we could probably, we could have titled it that. Like, how much is it going to cost you to stay healthy? Like, that's really, and unfortunately, we got to be, and we got to be honest with ourselves, right? It's going to cost a lot of people a lot of money to stay healthy. And a lot of businesses and organizations and corporations make billions of dollars a year from us not staying healthy, right? So again, that's why we tried to, you know, Get that's why I try to you know, like champion. Get your sleep in, please sleep, sleep, sleep as much as you can. Get your nutrition, drink your juice, right? Uh, you know your orange juice, your apple juice. Just try to stay as hydrated as possible. Um, making sure you get your vitamins, especially if your your diet isn't the most optimal, where you get your vitamin C, your vitamin E, your vitamin D, and all those other things you may need to kind of help protect your immune system. Um, and then the small things that you can do. AKA washing your hands, sanitizing as much as you can, uh, you know, wearing, um, uh, you know, wearing a mask as you can, like all of these things here. Uh, someone said CMOS. I'm not uh, familiar with CMOS. I see a lot of people talk about it, right? It may do well, but I, I couldn't tell you one way or the other if it's if it's good. Um, but I hear a lot of people talking about it, and because again, I I know my limits. I know I'm not the expert over there, so I don't want I can't be I can't talk bad about something I don't know about, right? With, that's kind of weird because a lot of people a lot of people do that online i just can't do that <laughs> i can't do it i won't do it for you uh, let's let's see make sure we don't miss any questions uh yeah someone said i had two covid shots still got covid never had a flu shot but got flu last year flu was worse than covid yeah no no the flu now the flu the flu symptoms flu symptoms ain't ain't no joke now covid symptoms ain't no joke either um you know ask a lot of people covid symptoms ain't no joke either uh but I've, I've heard a lot of people say that you know the flu really kicked their butt in comparison to what covid did right now of course maybe you know, obviously uh you know it's monday morning quarterbacking uh you got maybe you got the variant of the covid you got wasn't like you know something that would have significantly knocked you off your feet like some of the older variants that's a likely possibility that is a likely possibility uh, that you know you got you got a good variant, but the flu variant that you got really put you down. Uh, and it's but it's not uncommon uh, for sure. Not uncommon uh, for the flu to do that. Uh, yep, rhinovirus definitely. Yep, RSV is uh, out here. Rhinovirus is out here again. This is just this is a viral season. This is viral season again, and that's why we try to we try to talk to our urgent cares, our ER docs, like to try to chill on the antibiotics because I don't want everyone to get antibiotics and they're dealing with viral related issues and they think, all right, I just need to get my antibiotics. I don't need to get more sleep. I, I don't need to hydrate more. I don't need to, you know, wear my mask. I don't need to, I don't, I want, I don't want people thinking like, all right, I got my antibiotics, so I'm good on everything else. Right? Like I don't, I want to make sure that it's a, you know, a team effort and trying to stay healthy. Right? Again, cold and flu season, we got a couple more months. We got a couple more months of these things um, where we're probably going to, especially this week or next week, we're going to start seeing the post-holiday numbers as far as COVID hospitalizations, flu hospitalizations, RSV hospitalizations, uh, especially because everyone's been traveling, everyone's seen family, everyone's coming back from seeing family, everyone's going to school uh, one way, shape or form. So we just want to make sure uh, you guys are protecting yourselves. Uh, so, but I, I'm seeing a lot of recommendations. I've, I've seen elderberry, uh, maybe something that's good. Uh, you know, sea moss. Again, I, I don't. I'm not familiar with that. Um, if you have a creator that you know talks a lot about it or uh, gives some game, I would love to uh, follow them because again, I've seen zinc is another one. I see zinc is uh, mentioned on here as well too. So there's a lot of great 
recommendations on here. Because like I said, and, and again, the medical docs, they can't get mad at me because it's truthful. We may not be your best people to ask about the supplemental industry, right? Like the, the vitamins, vitamins and minerals. And we might not be the best people. I had one class in 2009. That's all, that's all, that's all that was required of me, one class. So that's what, 15 years? We not the best people to be asking, right? I'll just be honest. So, now, some of us are. Some of us are. But if you're, you know, if you're following a, a dietitian on here or you're following some of these creators who really get into uh, the vitamins and minerals um, and how those can kind of help, you know, regulate you, benefit you and all those things there, um, you know, please uh, drop it in my comments or um, if, even if I don't see him here, go to one of my videos, drop it in the comments and tell him, hey, go follow this person here. Let's see. Make sure we... Uh, <laughs> y'all, y'all are so scared of Pfizer. Someone said, "How convenient it is that Pfizer just came out." RZ. Yeah, because Pfizer is the big dog when it comes to uh, making vaccines to protect ourselves. <laughs> Someone says, "Bus coverage working out, eating correctly." I agree. I agree. Staying healthy, staying healthy. I love it. Someone, uh, turmeric, Don says, turmeric, ginger, citrus, quercetina. I'm apologize if I pronounced that wrong. Vitamin D three, vitamin C. Yeah, so a lot of great recommendations on here. And that, this is really what's here for my experience. Elderberry syrup works. Uh, so, yeah. And mind you, like, as I'm saying it, I'm going to be, because I'm going to put this video on my YouTube page tomorrow, be on my podcast tomorrow, too. Um, so uh, I'm going to go back and listen to it and go do some research as well. Because like I said, it's one thing about medicine we like to learn, right? So any ch any chance we get to learn about something um, and talk about it, we'll, we definitely will. So I, I love these recommendations here. Well, let, me, let me just pin, highlight that so y'all so can see. Uh, turmeric. Ginger, Centrus, Cushitin. Uh, Again, apologize if I pronounced that uh, incorrectly. <laughs> Vitamin D3. Um, you know, just some options here. Uh, masks do not give respiratory illnesses. Uh, uh, same, same person, Don. Um, yeah, someone says, uh, I use vaccines. Let me make sure. Use vaccines, masks, hand hygiene, testing, stay healthy. Yeah, all, all of the above. All of the above. It, is, it has to be a team effort, right? I can't be on here telling you that it's just about getting vaccinated, getting boosted, and you're good to go. Right? I would be a liar. I would be a liar if I told you that. Right? So it has to be a team effort on trying to stay healthy, not just for this cold and flu season, but for the rest of the year. Right? We want to get to the end of 2024, the healthiest we can be. Uh, with, without any, again, this is what I'm wishing on all of my, uh, you know, live watchers tonight. I don't want no one to get sick. I don't want your family members to get sick. I don't want no one to get hospitalized. I want everyone to stay as healthy as possible, right? Like uh, those, those are the things that I want uh, for you. Uh, so, so that's that's what we're we're trying to like form a kind of a Voltron effect of protection, right? Whether it's getting getting your sleep, getting your nutrition, right? Staying hydrated, working out, uh, vitamins, minerals, vaccines, boosters, boosters, washing your hands, hand, like all of these things, all of these things uh, are, are extremely uh, beneficial for sure. Uh, some say, what are the symptoms? Oh, uh, we were just uh, mentioning some of the uh, viral infections um, as far as symptoms are concerned. And usually, again, symptoms wise, typically, right? Upper respiratory. If we were just talking about COVID, we know it's um, you know, uh, shortness of breath, uh, fevers, chills, a lot of body aches, profound weakness is a big one, uh, especially for COVID. We know the flu typically is associated with kind of reproduct, uh, productive, um, uh, non-productive cough, I'm sorry. Um, a lot of body aches and pain. Uh, that's usually the, the muscle like 
cramping, like a lot of these things where like the flu is just beating you up like all over, extreme fatigue as well. And you'll see that a lot of these symptoms kind of like kind of flow in uh, to each other. And that's, and that's the problem with these viruses, right? So you go into the hospital right now, they're going to swab you for every single one of those things. Right. So you may get you you'll get the COVID swab, the flu swab, and hopefully they'll get you ours. They're gonna swab you for all. Like I think some hospitals now have a like cocktail swab where they swab you because if you've ever been if if anyone's ever been swabbed for COVID or the flu, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Right? Like they stick that thing so far back up in your nose, you're like, what is happening here? What is happening? Right? So if you ever have so of course, you would love for us to have one test, one swab, right, that could test for it all. Because I remember that times where I would have to get swabbed for COVID. All right, that's it. Swab for the flu. All right, that's it. And so, like, so, so they they're coming with combination tests where they can only have they can only, they only need to swab you once and they catch it all. Right, like that's uh, that that's, that's it is what it is from that standpoint. There, um, yeah, no, I think emergency def- definitely works. And emergency again, it's. You know, from a scientific standpoint, it really is just a matter of just kind of getting getting a, a good rush of vitamin C, a good rush of vitamin E, a good rush of kind of nutrients that you're likely deficient either from lack of eating, uh, being extremely fatigued, or the viruses uh, causing a problem uh, from from that standpoint. There. Let's see. Uh, let me make sure I don't miss any questions before. Now, natural immunity. Someone said talked about natural immunity. And remember, like, and, and y'all again, y'all know me. Y'all know me, right? I love, I love the natural immunity talk. But remember, for you to get natural immunity, says like I need to get sick first, right? Because that's the only way you get natural immunity. You can't get natural immunity just out the blue. Like your your body isn't just gonna make antibodies out the blue, right? You have to get hit in the face with the disease. And then once you survive said disease, then your body makes antibodies for it, right? So it's not to say that natural immunity isn't beneficial. Um, it's just like, I would rather you avoid getting hit in the face if you can. Like that's that's always, I would rather avoid getting hit than have to deal with myself after the hit. Like that's usually, um, you know, my, uh, you know, my motto with, uh, you know, the natural immunity folks, right? All right, all right. Let me see. Not too many questions. Let me see. Yeah, some. I was gonna say my thoughts on Paxlovid. Yeah, no, I think Paxlovid kind of falls in the same line of you know the Tamiflu, right? So it's Paxlovid is a medication that hey, I just got the symptoms. Let me swab myself. Boom, I am positive for COVID. Let me try to take something to decrease the severity of my symptoms that I know I'm about to experience over the next few days especially if I get it in an early enough window. So I think Paxlovid is the, you know, I'm positive for Paxlovid, especially if I can get it to you early enough. Same thing for Tamiflu, right? Because everything is like, all right, if I know you're about to deal with about five to 10 days of some, you know, some discomfort, and I can try to bring that level from a 10 to a five or a seven or something like that, like I'd rather do that. Uh, but of course, again, if it's, if it's, if it's outside of the window, right? Like, you know, you've had COVID-related type symptoms, but you don't test for maybe like a couple weeks later, then Paxlovid Pax does nothing for you because you, you're you already out of its optimal window. So it's really, it's a timing thing, right? So it's a matter of like, I got my symptoms on Monday. I happen to test myself on Tuesday. Boom, I am positive. Bam, here you go, right? So you it, it has to be in that. So that's the only kind of downside is that it timing is everything with that type of medication. So it's just like Tamiflu, I mean, really, just like antibiotics or just like any other treatment, 
if I catch it in its early stages, it's going to be more beneficial. Right. If I have if you have an antibiotic infection, but you've been dealing with this bacterial bug for like two weeks, by the time I get to it, yeah, I can give it a Z pack. It may not pack as much of a punch as it would have if I would have got it to you a couple weeks ago, but it may do some benefit, right? So that's, you know, with, with any medication, the sooner we can get it to try to prevent, you know, the viral load and everything else from, you know, really kicking your butt, um, the better, right? So that, that's that's usually my thoughts on that. Um, someone said I've been sick for almost a month. Oh man, feel better. Uh, feel better, feel better for sure. Let's see here. Someone said my three-year-old tested positive for COVID, RSV, flu, and the, oh yeah, oh yeah. So their, 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 their kid took a hit, right? Because everything is hitting them. Again, and that's just one of those things where once once one once your immune system is down due to something, whether it be RSV, flu, COVID, whatever that thing is, right, you just kind of invite you you just invite others, right, to like, hey, tag in here, tag in here. This person's kind of weak. Let's go in. And you know, that's unfortunate. I, I hope your three-year-old feels much better. Let's see here. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, do you know RSV is for senior infants in our six month? Uh, it's yeah. Supply in when when uh, some uh, Colleen asked um, why the RSV is for older and younger folks. Um, it's really just a matter of when they because everything starts on a hey, which population do we know is more likely to be predominantly affected by these the, this virus, this bug, this disease and. Like, let me do a study on those populations. So that's really why, like, when it's all said and done, they said, hey, these are the two populations uh, that it's available for. Because when they looked and saw who is going to be the most affected. And again, this 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 definitely applies to COVID, definitely applies to the flu. Like, typically, you're younger and you're super old folks. I hate old, right? The elderly folks. Um, those are the ones who could be more affected because of their immune system and everything else. So you you typically see that bimodal distribution of yeah, much more effective in the younger folks, much more effective in the older folks. Just with COVID, um, because we had enough of a population of even you know the young folks getting it, we we had enough idea to say like, all right, yeah, you could be like twelve years old and and, and get this thing here. Right. Okay, okay, all right. I'm about to get out of here, guys. Uh, I appreciate you, everyone joining. Uh, our our first live of 2024. Um, like I said, we do this every single week. Um, as you see me throughout the week, if you have recommendations for a uh, conversation to talk about on Thursdays, I am all for it. Um, I see a lot of people talking about like y'all y'all are really feeling with this vitamin. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do uh, this. Is what I'm gonna do for you guys? I'm gonna find I'm gonna find someone who. Uh, you know, as an expert on this stuff here, right? And see, maybe we can get them to either come on live or maybe I'll get them on the podcast or something. Because um, I, I see a lot of people are actually very interested um, in the vitamins and minerals. And like I said, I'll be, uh, you know me, I'm honest. I, I will tell you when I know something, I will tell you when I don't know something, right? And that's 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 a part of my uh, information wheelhouse that I am not familiar with. And I don't even act like I am uh, to, because I don't want people to be construed either way. I just know that vitamins... Are beneficial. Um, uh, yes, it could, could you get a whole, could you get toxic from it? Yeah, if they're fat soluble. But again, typically, unless you have absorption issues, that shouldn't be a problem. But again, hold that discussion. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see if we can get us an expert uh, to kind of help us out and uh, educate us on some, some vitamins because uh, a, a lot of great questions from it. Okay. All right, guys, y'all be blessed. Y'all have a great evening. Make sure to like, follow. Um, this episode will be on our YouTube page. Link will be in the bio tomorrow. Uh, and podcast link also in bio, uh, probably Saturday. Uh, y'all be blessed, y'all.